Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cosmic Closet Podcast. Uh, here with me is Blaine. Hello, hello. We're back with another episode, episode 41. And today we have an anti-vaxxer with us. We have Maya. Maya, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm an anti-vaxxer. And I just, okay. I kind of wanted to start it off. Um, like, how... What can you tell us about the anti-vaccine movement, or maybe for our listeners that don't really know much about it, well, how would you describe it? I mean, I think that we're all different. I mean, with any community, everyone's not going to believe the exact same thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, personally, um, well, I think there's, there's some misunderstanding that we think vaccines don't work at all, that we... I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Myself personally, I just want vaccine safety. Um, I come from a family of educators. My grandfather was a rocket scientist. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done my research. Uh, it's just I've I've also read enough to understand. You know, there's a lot of just crazy fucked up in- ingredients. Uh, and there are a lot of negative side effects for, for some people. You can get seizure disorders um, and that sort of thing. So I just want vaccine safety, and we have to we just have to be vigilant when we're thinking about the fact that we're putting tons of chemicals in tiny little babies and just that should be taken seriously. People should take pause and not just trust everything their doctor says i just want people to do their their research that's where i'm coming from okay and to kind of follow up with that um do you trust like the fda's i was like looking through their safety procedures and they do like years of testing and like they have to license companies before they can even pump out the drugs and the vaccines have you like looked into that at all about like all the fail safes how they do like I think it was a minimum of two to three years of testing before anyone can, it can be available to like the general public. Well, with some things, but then you have, I mean, with stuff that the babies are getting, sure. But then you have things like swine flu vaccines that they just kind of cooked up in two weeks and were injecting into people. And we don't know what the hell that stuff is, you know? And I mean, I'm not as familiar with FDA stuff as I look at a lot of the CDC stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I can speak for me personally. I don't trust the government at all. So, like, no, I have a question about that. I have a question. Like, about yeah. That. What the FDA says doesn't really mean much to me. I take that with a grain of salt. Okay. Well, let me jump to the second question and we'll okay. kind of hop back to that. Unless you had something to add, Jacob. No, nothing. Okay. So, um, when I was kind of looking at it, I guess anti-vax has been around for a while. Like, they linked it all the way back to, like, 1700s, like, France. Okay. um, Like, how did you find yourself in the movement? Like, do you physically go out and protest, or do you, like, mainly engage, like, online through the internet and, like, social media? Uh, I, I mainly engage online and through social media. I think, for me, it started before I kind of even knew there was an anti-vax movement, again, I'm just a very, I'm a skeptic and I don't trust the government. So that's kind of where it started for me. And then of course, once you start going down those avenues, then you do find out things. So I mean, I'm vaccinated. I'm a kid from the eighties. Like I'm an eighties kid. Mm -hmm. I'm vaccinated. I seem okay. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Other than being a conspiracy theorist, obviously. (laughs) But um, <laughs> that's, why, that's why we have you on right now. <laughs> right. Um, so that's what kind of where it started is I was just like, I don't trust the government to inject me with anything. Like, I don't know what's in the what's it what's in that. And then let's say 10 years ago, there was a lot of talk of if vaccines were linked to autism. I think that was kind of the red flag for me that got me started down the path of like actually talking to other people and engaging um i don't believe that now i mean that's been debunked um i think there's people that are still researching that and trying to figure out is there a connection but i that's definitely not the hill i'm gonna die on to say that vaccines cause autism no Mm -hmm. i've backed away from that 
I've backed away from that for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, because... Oh, keep going. No, you're fine. No, I was just going to say, I think we need to figure out what is... I mean, something is causing autism. Something is happening. But, you know, all will be revealed in time, I suppose. But I'm not going to say it's vaccines for sure. Who knows? Uh, I was reading an article, actually, about autism. And uh, I think there's an increased amount of people with autism... Uh, because of just increased awareness about the disability and also uh, the methods they're using these days it's just kind of inaccurate and they they get a lot of their numbers from just basing it off a population like it's just a statistic and less of just a per capita kind of thing right I think so. I'm kind of glad that you said that you didn't. Be- so let me get this straight. You don't believe that vaccines cause autism, right? Uh, I'm not ruling it out, but I don't believe it. Does that make sense? Like yeah, that's well, not something that I propagate in any way. Yeah, it's just I, like the main thing that the research that I looked at led to was how that whole belief is based off of a 1998 paper that a British doctor right put out yeah. and it was discredited and he like right. lost his medical license over it yeah it's so that's the that particular claim has been debunked but i still mm-hmm. think it's worth continuing to to research well whether it's vaccines or not i think we need to figure out what is causing autism and, and like like he was saying a lot of people are just saying oh well it's not that anything's causing it; it's just doctors are able to find it more so we're noticing it more and that sort of thing and granted this is anecdotal but like i think of how many people i know now that have autism you know my friend's children versus when i was growing up i don't remember there being one in 30 autistic kids you know what i mean like i don't remember being Mm -hmm. in school and there was autistic kid in every class Mm -hmm. that just wasn't a thing and now there are people that are, you know, there's a spectrum, but nowadays there's people that are notably autistic. And I feel like there's so many more of them than there were when I was a kid. I don't just think it's the numbers, you know, Does that makes sense. Right. I don't think there's just more diagnoses than there was. I think there actually are more kids getting autism now. So okay. I, I would, I hope they find out why, but I'm not going to say it's vaccines. Did anything else that you saw, Jacob, like, explain that? No, I didn't see anything about actual amounts going up. Okay, so that's kind of the big, that was, like, one of the main things was just the whole autism link. Because I think, Mm -hmm. would you say, like, do you know a lot of, like, are a lot of your friends involved in this movement? Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've met a lot, I've met a lot of you know, quote unquote friends, like I have online friends because right. the, you, you attract each other, but no, I, I don't think any of my friends are anti-vax. I mean, I have had friends come to me for questions cause they know I am. Um, I know like my best girlfriend, when her daughter was getting vaccinated, she was really nervous. Um, because her doctor told her there were a possibility of, developing seizure disorders Mm. so what they did is they just they were like if she's gonna get a seizure disorder we'll we'll know right away so Mm -hmm. after her daughter got vaccinated they just sat in the doctor's office for like six hours to observe her and that's what made her feel safe um although i do know two people i've dated two different guys that both have seizure disorders that they blamed directly on vaccinations one of them whose mom told me that his whole vaccination story and he was in and out of the hospital and everything with the seizure disorders and just to give an idea so he's 22 now so whoever whatever time period that was he was vaccinated and then the other guy's 25 now and uh the 22 year old his his he's still like flagged as having seizures, but he, they don't, he doesn't actively have them now, but the 25 year old, it's still a big problem. He just, uh, totaled his car last year, having a seizure that, yeah, that, so that's a very real thing. Like I said, the, 
you know, my friend's doctor even said, you need to know this. Not all doctors will tell you, but I'll tell you. So, you know, and I, and my, my fear, I guess, is that, okay, a six-year-old having a seizure is different than a three-month-old having a seizure. A three-month-old having a seizure could really cause some issues. And, or if you consider that, like with my ex that's 25, he's going to have the seizure disorder the rest of his life. So it's just something to consider. Right. Um, kind of going like, is there a reason why you don't trust the government? Like, did something happen to you, like, in your uh, life? Uh, I mean, I have, I have issues with authority in general because of things that happen. But no, it's not like I had a particular run-in with any particular government agency. It's just a, just a general mistrust. Yeah, it's just I we talked to. A, yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, I understand that feeling. I totally have the same distrust. Yeah. But I think they've kind of proved it. Like, for instance, once upon a time, the NSA was a conspiracy theory. Now we know the NSA is very fucking real. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they, they listen to everything that we do. So I think, I mean, well, and there's several things. There's this Tuskegee experiment. There's uh, what the CIA did with the crack academic in the 80s. Like, there's things that were once considered conspiracies that we now found out are true. So I think the government's capable of anything they decide they want to do, you know? So, yeah, I don't trust them. It's, it's, we were talking about Flat Earth last, last episode with our guests, and the main movement behind that, they don't trust scientists, they don't trust NASA, so it's kind of almost every conspiracy comes back to not trusting the government in some way. Yeah, that's true. So I this mean, is kind of like with the FDA, with the CDC, you kind of don't trust them. Uh, well, and for me in particular, like, for instance, I told you, told you guys before we came on that I was into accidents mm -hmm. and I have life altering pain now since, since my second accident, I can't do anything I used to be able to do. I'm not working anymore. I used to go to concerts and festivals all the time. I used to go on road trips all the time. And now I just kind of lay on the couch all day because I'm in so much pain. And what I'm getting at is because the CDC has cracked down so hard on opioids, I can't get opioids to live my life anymore. And I didn't ever have an addiction issue with them. They just took my pain away. And so there's a, there's a huge community of, of us. There's a huge community of people in chronic pain. So when I see what the CDC is doing to us, with their crackdowns on what to us is kind of life-saving medication because there's been actually a lot of suicides from people that are in so much pain they just can't live with it. So... They can also look at it from the other side with, like, overdoses. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I know that's that's a thing, but I think I think there's a difference between drug addicts overdosing and people taking the pills they're prescribed the way that you know what i mean like mm -hmm. we as pain patients shouldn't be um what's the word i'm looking for punished for what junkies do you know what i mean and plus right. the more research you do a lot of a lot of the drug overdosing now and especially since they started cracking down so hard is all connected to fentanyl which people are getting on the streets so you can't look at street drugs and then that what happens on the street that had nothing to do with what I got from my pharmacist that my doctor mm -hmm. oversaw and regulated. Um, and I think just the kind of propaganda right now is mixing all that stuff up to make us super scared of opioids. And a lot of us are paying a really heavy price for it. So right. I'm not happy with, I'm not happy with the CDC at all. <laughs> Right that might be a future episode yeah but, uh, let's get back on the vaccines yeah um so i guess it's it's made headlines recently one kid that actually defied his mother was on capitol hill recently testifying he ended up getting vaccinated without her permission i read and so I read yeah part go ahead of that article. no go ahead i just i did see that article yeah so basically his mom 
he tried to approach her numerous times and she just said that vaccines aren't safe and that she refused to take him to get vaccinated and he ended up learning about it at school that you know all of his friends found out that he was one of the only ones that didn't receive the school vaccines so he went online to reddit and asked how to get it once he turned 18 and redditors told him where to go to get vaccinated and he drove himself got vaccinated it went viral and then he ended up being invited to testify on capitol hill about it so i was just wondering like if if you had a kid and he wanted to get vaccinated would you would you be for that even if it was underage if he was maybe you know 10 11 uh, okay yeah because i was thinking that as you were as you were telling that story because i have two thoughts number one i think it probably is a lot safer for an 18 year old to get vaccinated than mm. an 18 month old <laughs> like that's part of the problem is just how 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 little these babies are when they get vaccinated and i think by the time you're two you get about 30 vaccines which again is so far removed from when i was an 80s kid we got like five and now they're getting like 30. would you um, think that like maybe they want to do it when you're young because of how vulnerable a baby's immune well, system yeah. is I j- I it can also be the problem though they're so vulnerable mm-hmm. that the vaccines could cause issues right exactly yeah it that's the thing i mean to me it's just common sense like i'll get i'll get to back to that in a second because there's a, a veterinarian that has some insight on that so i'll stick a pin in it but to answer your question it, yeah if my kid came to me if i had a 10 year old and they came to me asking about vaccinations I think that's something I would be open to researching with them. And if that's what they really wanted, allow them to decide for themselves if we felt we were both really informed on the topic. I would just hope they knew the risk, but I wouldn't, if that's what they want, I wouldn't deny it. But I also wouldn't just inflict that on my child as an infant without any consent or say. I think that's the difference there for me personally. Mm-hmm. To kind of specify or get more clarity, are you against all va- all vaccines or maybe just, you know, there's the tetanus one, there's um, the MMR, um, hepatitis shots. Are there specific ones that you're only against? Or are you over every single kind of vaccine? Uh, I mean, personally, I don't get, I, I won't get a flu shot or anything. Uh, it seems to me like, cause I know my grandmother gets one every year and that ex gets one every year, the one that has a seizure disorder and they get the flu anyway. And I'm like, you know who doesn't get the flu? Me. I've got had the flu like once in my life and I've never had a flu vaccine. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, I mean, there are a few that to kind of, go off on a tangent and um that stick out like anything that have like animal parts in there just because i don't eat meat and so that would go against my belief system to have to have myself or my kid vaccinated with anything that has plus i just think that's kind of odd i think it's weird to inject yourself with an animal product personally what if it was for like a dangerous disease though that could kill you would you have to make a tough choice? Yeah, I think it would be a tough... I think it would be a tough choice. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it could be... I mean, it could be situational. There's also the vaccines. Um, I pulled up these notes. Hepatitis A rubella, which is part of the MMR vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. Varicella, maybe, the chickenpox vaccine. And Zostar, the, sh- the shingles vaccine, all of those have uh, human cells in them that were derived from aborted fetus tissue. And this, you can look all this up on the CDC. I know it sounds crazy, because when I first heard it, I was like, that is, that's crazy people saying crazy stuff. But it's very true. <laughs> so, um, so I think it's odd to be injecting ourselves with you know, the WI-38 is human diploid lung fiber class cells. The MRC-5 is human diploid cells. Um, I, I think my concern with that would be 
and again, I, I don't know enough about it. I would have to talk to a scientist probably. I would be concerned, is there DNA in those cells? Are we injecting ourselves with foreign DNA? Um, and how would that manifest in our body? Like, just a lot of really freaky... I just think we're getting, it's just getting into really freaky territory that makes me want to stay away from, from everything. Right. So, yeah. One, and Jacob, do you have anything to add? No, it's, sounds understandable. <clears throat> I want to add something about the flu, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. I think whenever you get the flu and then get over the flu, that's just one strain of the virus. So right. even if you do get a vaccine and then get the flu after, they could be completely different strains of the virus. That's true, but to me, that's exactly why it seems kind of silly to get a flu vaccine because there are so many strains and even different years, you know, it might only be 13% effective or one year it might be 80% effective. So to me, I'm like, why are you injecting yourself with a bunch of chemicals you don't know what they are when you still might get the flu anyway? To me, that just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. But I mean... That's one way of looking at it, I guess. Here, Here's the part that worries me about the whole movement is in regards to maybe a threat that it could have on public health if it actually gained a little bit more momentum. And let's say 100,000 people didn't get a vaccine. That's 100,000 people that are walking around with a disease that they possibly could develop and then spread in other ways. Do you think that maybe the anti-vax movement could like turn itself into a like public health issue? or for public safety i think there's i think there are plenty i think there are enough people like me that just want safer vaccines i know there's a whole i I wish i could tell you the name of them but there's a whole like coalition of parents and they are the ones that are out there protesting Mm -hmm. and i know about a year ago they they won some court case to get vaccines you know certain vaccines re-examined that apparently hadn't been examined in three years and they're supposed to be looked at again once a year, apparently, to, to right. safety checks and whatnot. So if we could have guarantees that they're safe and a lot of these risk factors taken away, maybe there wouldn't even be anti-vaxxers anymore. You know, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like, we're not the... I don't feel like we're the bad guys. We're just saying, step it up. Stop injecting our children with poison that could have all these side effects well i feel i feel like you might be a special case and some of the people that you may know because there's a huge movement that thinks that it causes autism and they won't put anything inside of them so right like that that's the group that i'm more worried about you you like your argument seems fairly reasonable it's the complete (laughs) complete anti-vaccinations that could get a little scary well i I read that well no go ahead well yeah and that's one reason i wanted to come on just to kind of get rid of that myth that we're all just like ignorant hillbillies you know what i mean that just don't (laughs) trust anybody that that's not the case for all of us i mean you're gonna have again you're gonna have your different sex within any community and i do know some people that think vaccinating vaccinations don't work and that think they actually might make problems worse um i mean there's all there's all kinds um I don't honestly I feel like it's a smaller percentage now that they'll believe there's links to autism. I mean that that like that's the hill they'll die on anyway. I mean again it's a conversation that kind of always is happening, but I do feel like a lot of us when it got debunked were like, "Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so Right. Of the hundreds of like friends I've made through this Autism isn't something we really talk about, but you know, that's anecdotal. So I don't know. Right. The 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 point that I want to try to like hit on is like now recently we see there's like measles and mumps outbreaks, and I think there's some in Oregon. There's some on our college campus. Um, and back in 2000, the measles was completely eradicated in the U.S. I think we only could get it when people were traveling from other countries. So do you think that that could be linked to the anti-vax movement now that we have these measles pockets opening up around the U.S.? Well, 
I mean, yeah, obviously, because <laughs> now you have people not vaccinating their kids. Um, it's kind of dangerous. I mean, again, though, I have to just go back to the solution to that to me is fix the vaccines and you solve the problem. If we feel safe with the vaccines, we will vaccinate our children and you won't have to worry about it. I don't think it's a good idea to say, well, because this kid here and this kid here have measles or mumps, that we should continuing to just go the way we're going where where kids are getting sick people are getting seizure disorders the there's a the government has a, a national vaccine injury compensation program and so that program and you can look that up too it's called national vaccine injury compensation mm -hmm. program um they've already paid out four billion with a b in compensation for people injured by vaccines and the majority of that payout was between 06 and 2016 but the fund was started in 88 so something's obviously going on if nothing was going on and vaccines were safe then why would they have paid out four billion dollars so um. I feel like they need to start, they need to fix things on their end rather than blaming us. Because if they fix things on their end, then then maybe we would vaccinate the kids and this problem would go away. Because again, when I was a kid in the earlier 80s, you know, I'm an elder millennial, this wasn't really an issue. I mean, you're going to have your skeptics all the time, but something has happened I would say to younger millennials, Gen Z, whatever, something's happened in the past like 10, 15 years with vaccines where people are getting sicker. They're, they're again, their vaccine uh, program, they're getting 30 vaccines before they're two years old. That wasn't the program when I was a kid. So something's yeah. wrong. Oh, well, medicine's evolving. And also, I think there's always going to be, like you mentioned, the compensation fund. There's, in every surgery, there's a chance for error. And in every, you know, development, in every vaccine, there's a, there's obviously going to be something that could happen. I mean, they tell you before you get your wisdom teeth out that, you know, there's a one in a million chance you won't wake up from the anesthesia. And or... there is a one in a million person that probably does have a bad accident while he's getting his wisdom teeth out. Uh, so who knows uh, on that end? I think, I think the fund may be... I don't know what did you ever see like what the complaints were for well, what they paid like, out like i said you could uh all, i mean the information is there if you go if this is on the government website yeah, right um i think it might be under dhs actually if i recall and they have graphs and charts and mm -hmm. stuff there and they have pdfs for every year going back to 88 that yeah, might have an information to, like there. what the main complaint was I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's some other things I wanted to touch on. Oh, yeah. So I read that um, this this is kind of what the main reason why we wanted to have this episode was there's there was a six-year-old boy in, in Oregon uh, in your home state, and his parents refused to vaccinate him, and he ended up getting tetanus. And he was in the hospital for two months, had to have a hole in his throat to drink water, and then the bill ended up being $800,000 after the end of it because they refused to vaccinate him. Like, what would be your statement on that whole situation of a, that six-year-old? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because my state, I mean, I would not vaccinate my kid. I don't care. You know, you wouldn't if we vaccinate have, your kid for tetanus? I, I wouldn't. I mean, I would have to, I would have to study that particular vaccine better I don't, I don't know if there should be a study between vaccine or an eight hundred thousand dollar hospital bill if i saw that on my kitchen table i think i would turn back time and just get the vaccine at the end of the day i mean i think when the risk though and maybe not with tetanus but with some of these other things is when the risk is so high that because something that's this new phenomenon that's happening is a lot of kids are going in to get vaccinated and then when they leave, and I mean within seconds, I'm talking about from the car ride there, from the car ride home, they have just regressed. They've like lost all motor skills. They're just like limp rag dolls. And more and more parents are like, 
recording this happening and are like, what's going on with my kid? And there's just so many, so many reports of this. And so I would, I would, I would rather be poor or have to sacrifice whatever needed to be sacrificed to know that my kid was was safe and healthy and a lot of people are like yeah but your kid will be safe and healthy if they're vaccinated and i'm like but what about all the cases where they weren't what about all the cases where a vaccine harmed a child and you don't know if it's going to be your child or not i mean you don't really know i i do know there's a genetic element to it i mean i've watched some other podcasts i've read about that that it does have to do with something as general as just certain allergies. So if they could figure out what testing could take place maybe early when you're, when your <clears throat> kids are little um, and maybe that's a program they could start is let's have a program to see what vaccines your kid might have a reaction to. So we know what vaccines are and are not safe for your kid. It's just kind of making a priority, like to have the kids safe in their whole body, not just, not just safe from mumps, but safe from any other thing that vaccines might cause. Does that, I mean, does that right. make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to reference this. They did this big study in Denmark over a decade, and they monitored over 650,000 kids for 10 years. And that's where they found no real change in them, especially with that whole autism argument. Uh-huh. So, and that might just be a small case study. I mean, 650,000 isn't really a big number compared to the rest of the world, but I think it would be interesting if there was a study done about so, the, theory, the claims that you're claiming. And so, so 650 were or were not vaccinated? They were vaccinated, and then they, and they monitored them over 10 years. I, would, I will have to say that's in Denmark. <laughs> Maybe... I mean, that's not the U.S. <laughs> I mean, that's how I always feel with things like that. I'm like, maybe if I didn't live in the U.S., I would trust the government more. Maybe this, maybe that. But when we're talking about the United States and vaccines in the United States, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Wouldn't you say there's some things, though, that maybe the government knows better than, than any non-expert would? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Would you agree that there are some things that you would prefer the government would have more expertise in than you? Maybe defense or infrastructure and then public safety and health. Do you think that maybe the government has more experts in that to where they maybe might be making better judgments like calls compared to critics? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they don't have experts. The problem is they also have motivation. I mean, they have the government at this point is basically a giant corporation and then you have that's what's interesting to me is the same people that want to talk about big pharma and bitch all day about big pharma are the same people that love vaccinations and think that anti-vaxxers are crazy and stupid and i'm like how did those two things go together i just feel like there's a lot of cognitive dissonance in the whole conversation like either big pharma is evil or they're not why are they not evil when it comes to vaccines you know what i mean so when when money becomes involved that changes the conversation of we'll just trust the experts well not if they're getting paid off not if this person's making money off of these people being injured yeah, do you think a, you know? an fda or a cdc inspector is pocketing any of that money when you think they would leak something if they knew that inside the vaccine this is something that would give everyone a chance of autism well some doctors, conspiracy. some doctors have spoken out and this is a conspiracy that I'm, i mean i'm kind of embarrassed to even talk about but oh, no. i'm just gonna say it's out there i'm not saying oh, no. i haven't done my research enough Alex jones <laughs> but um <laughs> but they're uh, supposedly Many of the naturopathic type doctors that have come out against vaccines have mm. wound up dead in, oh, no. in bizarre ways. So the the theory is that someone is killing off these naturopathic doctors who tell the truth about vaccines. Again, that's just something that's out there. I don't know a lot about it. 
so there's that. <laughs> but uh, I do know there's a couple doctors who are, are speaking out about v- vaccines now. And I guess this is a time I could bring up the veterinarian. Granted, that's a whole other thing, but there was a veterinarian that was just saying, because dogs get vaccinated too, animals get vaccinated too. And he's, mm-hmm. he said he had to leave his practice because he's like the same vaccine I give a Great Dane, I give a Chihuahua. It's the same size vaccine. He was like, that doesn't make sense. He's like, in any other medicine, you wouldn't do that. You would give the dosage as according to, you you at least look at the size of the person and the size of the dosage. He's like, but with vaccines, it's just a free for all. Mm. And I'm like, that's, we're talking about dogs here. So if that's issue with dogs, what's he you know then you're doing the same thing with with babies and nine-year-olds and you know i just think we need to i just think we need to take pause and not just assume the government is trustworthy or that our doctors even know what they're talking about because doctors just know what someone else tells them and it just goes up and up and up the ladder so we have to do our own research Jacob, did you have anything to add? Uh, well, the thing about um, the size of the dogs and stuff, I was about to ask earlier if you thought maybe if some uh, cases of bad reactions to vaccines could be caused by like doctor negligence, and uh, I I don't I have no idea, but I don't, do you know if doctors are supposed to change the dosage according to size and weight and stuff and maybe some of them don't do that and cause these problems i don't i don't have any idea about that no i mean from my understanding it's the same like your initial vaccines like your mmr whatever it's all going to be the same size and then you get your boosters as you get older and so those boosters i think the size is different but from my understanding they don't care yeah if you weigh eight pounds or 80 pounds it's the same mmr but i you know i i don't i don't really know actually i mean that that's my understanding so let me ask this so if we had the measles eradicated tetanus was eradicated in oregon but then let's just say the government makes the government makes a perfect system to where all vaccines are are given in the correct dosage or they seem safe would you be for like mandatory vaccination like if the government said you had to get next let's say we had another polio incident and they said it's safe would you be for having your kid vaccinated uh mandatory no i don't i don't think there should be mandatory anything on what someone does with their own child um especially not handed down from the government that's never worked worked out well in history but would i personally vaccinate my kid if if the government really fixed all these issues and vaccines were safe and doctors did what they were supposed to do i mean i don't think that's ever going to happen but in that fantasy scenario sure because i'm not against the idea of vaccinating i'm just really concerned about some of the ingredients in the vaccines and their harmful side effects. I mean, of, of course I don't want measles and mumps and everything to exist. You know, I just mm-hmm. want us to be more careful about what we're doing to our children. So let's say they say they're not mandatory and you can have a choice, but if your kid infects someone, there could be a consequence legally. Would you, would you be for a bill that might, impose legal consequences on anti-vaxxers if their kid got the measles and then spread it around no <laughs> but that's just i mean but that goes more to my anti-government stand i'm just very anti-government so i'm like i don't want to bill for much of anything so right. yeah i mean I, I get the idea behind it but to me that just feels like bullying like you're bullying pa- then you're bullying parents into poisoning their kids. Like, I just think it's really fucked up. Yeah, there's the whole Oregon incident where, you know, child could be in the hospital for two months. It's just back and forth. There's always two sides to it. 
right. Uh, Italy actually just banned uh, unvaccinated children from going to school Schools. until they're yeah. six years old. And then after that, the parents are fined. I know that's talk of happening here, too, and I think there's already some schools. I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's federally banned, banned on a state level. I mean, it's not quite to that point yet, but where a school just maybe has a policy where they're not letting vaccinated unvaccinated kids in um i don't have a problem with that per se like i don't have a problem with on you know a school having a policy or even a state having a policy i don't know about a federal policy but because if if you can't take your kid to this school you can take them to a different one so i don't have a problem with that okay implementing those kind of policies with school i don't you know because you still have a choice. You just could choose not to go to that school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one question I want to ask is, do you have, like, or is religion a part of your belief? Because some people don't believe in modern medicine as, like, a religion. They don't take, you know, normal medicine. They don't take Tylenol. They don't get surgeries. Oh, no, religion, no, has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, there's some people that don't. Do not take Tylenol based off their religions. So I was just curious if that or if well, that's a part of the anti-vax again, movement. Well, for some, I think, again, because of the vaccines that have animal parts in them. I mean, there's vaccines that have pork in them. When I say animal parts, I don't mean, I don't mean whole parts, obviously. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Some derivative. So, um, you know, if there's pork in a vaccine, that's going to cause an issue for, you know, Muslims. So... You have to look at that. Okay. Jacob, did you have anything else? No, not really. I'm just, I, there's a lot of background noise. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, is it from you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you. Oh. I've got... Someone's knocking on my door. Can I... I've got to step away for just a second. Oh, yeah. No, you're okay. fine. Go for it. Yeah, my roommates are a little wild right now. <laughs> I had to text mine and tell him to shut up. <laughs> I had a there was a truck earlier. I was whizzing by. Oh, did I heard that? <laughs> Street race. I, I like coughed through. I was like, God damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a good talk. Yeah. it's going should we uh cut this in post or just leave it yeah we'll, we'll cut this i wouldn't mind just leaving it it's a little, little... man make sure everyone you follow our discord yeah yeah follow our discord <laughs> uh subscribe and there's a rumor that we're gonna have a flat earther on next episode yeah okay i'm back hello someone was delivering 7-Eleven, not to me. So, I don't know what what that was about. We thought it was the government. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> With me, you never know. One day it very could be. Alright. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of what else I had. Um, yeah, we covered the outbreaks. I guess what type... Oh, no, okay, I know what I want to do. So Facebook and YouTube have kind of been targeting the anti-vax movement. I think, Jacob, you said YouTube's demonetizing, like, anti-vax videos. Yeah, they're completely removing ads from... Uh... Yeah, I think Facebook is blocking groups. Jeez. So, like, what's what's your thought on maybe the reasoning behind that? Like, do you think that maybe they're doing it for safety or... I mean, I... I left Facebook um, months ago just because, I mean, I understand that they're privately owned platforms, but I don't like the idea that people are muting any kind of dissenting voices. Uh, I just have a big problem with that. So, again, I mean, it's their company. They can do whatever they want, but I think it's kind of dangerous when people aren't allowed to hear other um perspectives you're kind of 
they're cre- they're creating their own echo chamber that they want. And I mean, again, they own the company; they can do that. I understand why they're doing it. Um, I just hope others will pop up in their place to let all of us have a conversation and not just a conversation of the voices they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly, I kind of agree, I agree with that because I think silencing people just gives uh, movements like this more power to not trust anyone. And like, yeah, yeah, like flat Earth it kind especially. Of, it kind of proves our point. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think the better way to go about it is maybe just allowing it to happen, but maybe promote. I don't know, other groups also, like the other side of the argument, so maybe right. pro-vaccine. And I know Australia has launched, like, several million-dollar initiative in their country that is, like, uh, announcing how vaccines are beneficial, so maybe right. Facebook did something like that, or I don't know, Twitter. Well, like, on well, like on YouTube, they could do that. They, would, they could allow the anti-vaccine videos, but then in the side, in the suggested videos, they could yeah. make sure they pop up some that are pro-vaccine in there. That counterbalance it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, better way to handle it. The videos are still allowed on YouTube. Just, I just gotta say that. But um, yeah, they can't get ads or anything on them. Oh, so just demonetized. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. But I mean, (laughs) that's almost a whole other conversation. (laughs) Who isn't demonetized anyway? Right. (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, that was really the main, the the biggest thing that I was going to focus on was the whole autism. Like, once you said that you didn't believe that it linked to autism, that no. was... I screwed up the interview for you. No, you didn't screw it up. I, I, I gave a sigh of relief. I thought this was going to okay. be a little bit more tinfoil hat. I'm, I've got a tinfoil hat just on that subject. You know what I mean? I'd love to hear more of your uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, well, do, you, actually, do you by chance happen to believe in the pyramids and aliens? Because that's Jacob. Jacob believes in that. Okay, not in aliens necessarily, but uh, no, you go first. You go first. Um, I was good. Well, I actually was going to talk to you guys before you let me go about the quote unquote gay frog thing, this Alex Jones gay frog thing. Because oh, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I watched. Yeah. I watched uh, one of your top ten conspiracy podcasts <laughs> oh, a while gosh. back. Dude, that was the best one. I love that one. <laughs> so, do you guys have you done any further research on that at all, or you just kind of left the, it there? In the that gay frog one. Uh huh. No, we. I don't think we've touched it. Yeah. Okay. So actually, there, it is not. It is based in something. Alex Jones. A lot of what he talks about. He just makes it sound crazy because he's Alex Jones and he goes on these crazy rants and, you know, he's this whole character. But he says plenty of factual information. You just kind of have to research it for yourself and separate from him, if that makes sense. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, a professor at, of integrative biology at Berkeley, who's named Tyrone B. Hayes, uh, published a paper on this topic. He did a TED Talk. I think he did two TED Talks at this point, actually, about this phenomenon with the frogs. And it's based on an herbicide called atrazine. So apparently 80 million pounds of the herbicide atrazine are annually to United States crops. And because it's such a widespread use, that's the most common petricide pesticide found in ground and surface water in various parts of the country because again 80 million pounds Mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of papers written on this um i would just say do your research look up wait but it turns frogs gay well that's the thing (laughs) um what it really does is if anything it turns them trans it kind of is it kind of is changing the sex of the frogs okay yeah, I mean, you're laughing. You think it's a joke? No, that makes sense. Look it up. Look it up. Like, you know, scientist, a scientist is the one that discovered this and has researched it, and there's been many papers written on it. Um, oh. So it's 
It's just they noticed it because it's in the groundwater. So they noticed it affecting frogs. And so then they started doing some experiments. And yeah, it's kind of creating frogs that are intersexed or is fully turned. Uh, I don't know which one, males into females or females into males. I don't remember which. But yeah, it's... So I think that's where the gay thing came from. Yeah. Um, because it... <laughs> no, I, I, I see what you yeah. mean. Especially with Alex Jones, like it's a lot easier to get the message out there by saying X is turning X gay instead of right. like, the water is poisoning frogs and turning them into uh, the opposite sex. Like, you I don't get clicks fear, that way. Though, and I think kind of the point wasn't about the damn frogs. It's, well, if, it, what, if it's doing this to the frogs, what's it doing to us? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, that... they've been talking about pesticides like linked to cancer for years. Yeah. I believe in that. Well, I mean, nothing you put on a crop is going to be too good for you. It's just protecting right. us from other stuff. So, eye for an eye. Right. And they're made but to anyway, kill But anyway, I just so. kind of wanted to um, throw that out there to say there is some, some that's fact-based. It's not just a crazy conspiracy theory. No, I forgot we did that one. Was that in our episode? Did we mention that? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree. Episode. It was good. I, I do agree. Uh, Alex Jones does say some truthful things. I like to keep that hush hush though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I followed Alex Jones way before, way back during like kind of the nine eleven truth movement, and then he just changed with this whole Trump thing. And once he went Trump crazy, he went super crazy so mm. whoever this new alex jones is is to me nothing like the anti-government alex jones i was first introduced to back in the early 2000s was so. that when he uncovered like bohemian grove yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we yeah, talked was... about that on the conspiracy one. yeah alex jones was a was a cool guy back then now he's well you know <laughs> it is what it is yeah his sandy hook comment happened. was a little uh yeah he's made a lot of over the line i mean he's also like islamophobic and whatnot that's a huge that was a huge turn off for me for sure when he started going that direction and just yikes because i don't know how you go from being anti-government and just focusing on kind of you know (laughs) conspiracy theories that made sense to just kind of being hateful and saying racist fucked up shit so yeah you know and the, and the Sandy Hook thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was messed up. All right, well, uh, I have nothing else as far as the vaccines. Uh, Jacob, did you have anything? No, I, I was good. That was a good talk. Okay, well, thanks for having me on. Thanks yeah, for thanks letting for, me Thanks for my... coming on. Sure. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I'm sure we'll have another conspiracy episode. And maybe, Maya, if you want to come on in the future, you're more than welcome. We love conspiracies. I could talk conspiracies all day for sure. <laughs> so, so thanks. I might take yes. you off on it. Okay. Sweet. Well, everyone, catch the next episode next weekend, and we will we'll see you then. Thank you again for coming on, my. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. All right. See you guys. All right, see you. Thanks.